Not too bad. All right. Folks, what you are hearing is uh, Adam Hoover giving his initial response to Borderline Extreme, courtesy of K Beach Reef. It's okay. It doesn't... Uh, it's kind of underwhelming, just like it smells, the taste. It's not, it doesn't have a super powerful taste or anything. It doesn't taste bad. No, it's a... Uh, it's not harsh. It's it's certainly yeah. not, you know, like a like a harsh strain. I um I smoked a little bit this morning before I went to the gym, and uh, went on the treadmill and had a nice conversation with myself and figured out my day with some of that. It's not too bad. No, burns pretty good. Hey, what kind of paper are we using? Uh, that is a. Super custom red run rice paper. Available exclusively at Red, yeah, red run. run. Yes, yeah. of course. Exclusively. Yeah. Exclusively. All right, uh, Mark Tyler. I'm going to, to try this. This is the borderline extreme courtesy of KB Treef. KB Treef, located on KB Beach Road. Not to be confused with Pine Street, located on Pine Street. I was looking at everybody. Equal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If we're if we're naming off places that are giving up, like their location is in the name, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I can it, always taste the, the the back shit, dude. Yeah. I, it's always the same. It's weird. Yeah. What do you mean by the back shit? It, it, I don't. It's a, there's always this undercurrent of of taste. Yeah. Of, I would say only thing I can categorize is undesirable taste. And it's not bad. It's just this. It must be nutrient buildup or something, because mm. Adam and I don't and, and it's not. I don't even think it's necessarily even maybe an organic thing where I won't, where I would where I, where I was thinking is it's, it's a little bit something else because you know Adam was rolling some other ones, and they were like this. I don't have this aftertaste. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that yeah? Because I the only way I can explain it because I've done it like way back in the day and. Really did it bad where there was no flushing and I was using really shitty. I feel like, like a lot of it. It was just ugh, like a lot of it is uh, almost like just even dust or like a dusty like I don't know. Tastes like it was like it either was dried too fast or sat out or. So do you think it's something in, maybe in the curing? Like when you taste that, like you you taste to something me, specific. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it tastes like somebody. It's like old weed. Yeah, you know there's no I mean? fl- there's no flavor. Yeah, it's at like all. Old like weed. there's there's no like what I smoke. But I mean, the thing is, is like I could have year old weed, but if it's stored properly, it tastes fine. You know what I mean? It's great. That's why it's kind of can be a little of both. Right. Either, either one. But uh, it just tastes like it was like it was just left out or wasn't stored properly. Or, I mean, I don't know that it was that great to begin with. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what it seems like when you got it's like. It's like you take mids and then you don't treat it properly. Yeah. And it's like it just slowly goes. It's like if you, you have a bit. mid that no matter, even if you grew it perfectly, it's only going to get like 2% terps. And then it's obviously never going to grow to its optimal because you may be doing whatever the fuck. And now right. it's like at a point one two, And then you store it shittily. Right. And then you get this. Do you have an ideal way to cure? Like, if, if someone is at home growing, like, what recommend uh, what Man, recommendation so would you give them to uh, cure? It's just the easiest way, uh, best bang for your I buck, time wise. It's tough. Uh, th- you know, there's a million ways to skin a cat. I don't. The thing is, is like, I don't want to. I could give somebody some like step by step advice, and then they could go follow those steps and fucking ruin their weed, and make it moldy, or you know, they could do something to fuck it up. So it's like, 
you know, it's hard to, to say like you should do this or, well, I mean, I, what I do is I wait until the buds are dry, but the stems are not. And then I cut it off the stem and then I put it in a container that I can open or close and I slowly let it, the moisture come out of the stem back of the bud until I feel like it's about right where it should be. And then I seal it and then I just don't let, I let as little air as possible get to it. I mean, flour for me, it doesn't really last that long either. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's sitting around for months. It's like a couple weeks tops. Yeah, but if we're talking about someone who is uh, growing because they're looking to, to save some money uh, rather than, you know, like going through retail. Right. I mean, the best thing you could do is like if you really, if you have weed and you don't want it to go bad and it's like a precious investment, that what you should do is you should get some sea vaults and some Bevita packs. Uh, it's like an airtight metal container with uh, humidity control packets. Okay. I mean, that'll make your weed last as long as possible at like ideal conditions. Okay. Well, good. Adam Hoover of the Canadians, thank you very much for <laughs> sure. that. So, all right, what were your overall thoughts of, uh, of that particular weed? After the I fact? mean, uh, I feel like it got me stoned a little bit, but I feel like it just was not super pleasurable in the nose and the mouth area. Like, it just didn't taste or smell real good. What was the percentage that, you know? Off the top of my head, I could not tell you. However, if you go to their website, uh, kbtreef.com, I believe, they do have an online menu and like, you can I check can it out. Uh, they also have uh, regular specials, uh, like the Catch of the Day special. Um, or I believe it's a $250 ounce at retail, uh, $250 ounce, uh, $40 eight, and some other uh, denomination, I'm sure. Um, but they've also they got, Black sale? Uh, I'm not sure if they had a Black Friday sale. Who are you talking about? Uh, KB Treef. Okay. Sorry. Um, My street had, had a Black Friday sale. They're selling ounces for $100. I don't know if you could hear that in the background. There were Black Friday sales locally with $130 ounces. But again, you're getting, yeah, but you're, you, you really are getting a extreme. Yes, borderline or extreme. So it says THC 17.44% and 1.36% terps. Yeah. Okay. It's about right. It sounds, yeah, it seems exactly yeah, it about seems, right. Seems about right. And it, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, Seems like a perfect example of what I would call mids. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, super middle, middle shelf, middle grade. So, uh, <laughs> one note though to them is they do have a, a points program. So when I, so while that eighth was like forty dollars on their their sale of the day, I was mm -hmm. able to get it because of the pro the points program for thirty bucks. So definitely, yeah. thirty bucks. Uh, you know, it's a it's a cup of coffee with your friends. Yeah, no, to be able to get an eighth for thirty dollars in the legal market, that's. You, know, you also must got to ask yourself too. I mean, what am I doing here? Am I am I wanting to have this cheap shitty experience, right. this lackluster experience, because it's cheap, or am I gonna uh, at least it's just like saving and eating well. Like I'm gonna eat well and I'm gonna eat less because right. I'm gonna eat well. So again, it's a choice. You want to eat shit for and and just kind of right. not have a real experience, or do you want to you know have a real experience? <clears throat> and cannabis, I think too, is like one of those things where it, it's at least for me and I think other people, it's not about just getting high. It's really about having that that higher connection, that higher experience. And you got to do, do that. You got to do it with fucking really high. 
high quality, high quality weed. Mm-hmm. And well, if you're just trying to do it to get high and then disconnect like you do with alcohol, then yeah, go get your cheap, cheap shit and smoke as much as you can so you can escape and play video games. It's hard to get people off. out of that. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get people out of the just they just <clears throat> want to buy weed. Yeah, I'm gonna buy weed so I can get high. Right. Yeah. It's you know I, I really don't. I mean it, it, I really don't think that's what cannabis is for. No. It's not to not to 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 use as a crutch like, right. like what you know what people I, they don't. I think I mean they do it, but it's not. I, at least I think it's uh, not as prevalent with certain things. But you have a certain amount of people that just want to. It's just another form of escape. Another right. form to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, and again, you do that with cheap shit. And so, to me, it's like I, mean, I would a rather amount of the population that's just dumping their money on on fuck at the mall and at McDonald's and exactly. you know what I mean? all those people are all the same ones that are just walking in the retail and buying the cheapest bag yep. they can buy. And, and, and what they do is then you reward all of the shitty people. They're all the wrong people you reward. The WalMarts, the, the McDonald's, right, right. the the, the, all, che- the they feed you. Yeah, they and again, it's to so you can fix your lower tier appetite mm. because you want to get high or right. I want to drink. I want to get away from where it is. And again, it's, it's just this uh, continual escape rather than I want to I want to explore what this is really doing and what's the you know, what's the high end reality of it? What is the experience? What are, what are we really doing? Um, and to me, you're going to find way more quality of life and meaning than that than I go get a cheap hundred and thirty dollar Black Friday ounce that I'm going to roll <laughs> up and be at the same exact point. The next day, I mean, not knowing what end is up, I don't know. Right. So I think, man, you gotta, you gotta kind of. People get into their story, and then again, it's the whole. There you go, post hoc rationalization, you know, of of why they're doing what they're doing. Um, you know, when it comes to cheap booze and cheap vices, you know, you might want to re-examine why you're doing what you're doing. You know, because at least for I think with us and other people. Um, you know, I think it was just the root of the Vedas and the Rastas is it was to get super high. It's to get, and, and it's not to get high to escape. It's to get high to explore your inner inner realms, and not just with yourself, but with other people. Um, and you got to do that with, uh, you know, the right kinds. It's not about getting cheap and kind of just right. getting high. Even though I, I, I don't mean that to be all one so one dimensional with it because. Certainly, all of us have smoked cheap weed right. and had a really great social, yeah. philosophical time. So I'm not right. saying that yeah. it's not that at all, um, but it's uh, it, it, there is a, a, an aspect to it like that. Well, I think it's uh, it, maybe it's also a matter for for a lot of people, and I have to to count my myself included. And I have to, to all of hold, us are included. Hold it, myself. Nobody's right. really immune sitting on a fucking golden hill. Of, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't do that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm guilty at the same time. Like I, I looked the other day in my fridge, and there's this block of there's the block of the cheap cheese, and right. it's like there's on one hand, it's like I know it's saving me money, but on the other hand. I know I'm like I'm putting that in my kids' stomachs. Like I know that that's yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a reality of it. And um, so on one hand, it's okay to you know every once in a while, and I'm again practicing this with myself is like um, what I want versus what I need versus what I should have and what I should be doing. Well, yeah, that's where you, the point of separating the voices because you you have a voice that is. The predominant voice that people listen to that create that is that drives you away from doing what your higher state 
knows what it should be doing and what you should be doing, the voice that you should be listening to. It's just like this. And this post hoc down here is a post hoc rendering to make, you, to make it okay, to make it okay with you to skip your workout or to drink this, this or whatever it is. You can think of even your day. Every day there's thousands of those dialogues. And usually because of patterned inertia, you go right to the fucking devil on your shoulder. You go right to whatever's easy and convenient. And now you'll do your analysis. You'll spin your wheels. You pre you'll pretend with yourself you're doing some major analysis mm -hmm. and that you're, you're making the best decision, but it's all part of the same bullshit story. Yeah. The point is, is that the more... This is you know, like what I've been really getting into lately, and it's, it's, it's the craziest thing to me because it's all self-evident. There's no upside to listening to your higher... to listen to yourself, to doing what you know you have to do all the time and seeing where you can do with that. Like actually driving yourself all the time to do what you know you should be doing. It, not just half the time or whenever you kind of pop out of your fucking zone or whatever, but all the time. And if you could imagine if you were to do that for five years, what that might look like. Um, but that's what's really difficult is to separate the voice from the, the voice that's in the clutter and the noise from the billions and billions of interlaced noise of your desires, your lower tier desires that will always convince you you want and need something. And it's, a, it's called coveting. That's why you shouldn't covet your fucking neighbor. Because when you do that, you will want to earn a living. And by earning a living, you will never arrive anywhere. You will always be at that preparatory state, no matter where you start. You'll start from nothing, then you'll get somewhere. And then you'll get somewhere and you'll want some more. It doesn't matter what it is, you will continually go up that ladder forever and you will die miserable. Or you'll die mediocre or you'll die whatever, but you won't die actualized and you'll come back and do all this over again. <clears throat> it's, it's, that's why, it's why it's training and practice and it's a lot of fucking work and it's not easy. That's why hardly anybody gets anywhere. <clears throat> But it's the, it really is the essence of all of the philosophical, from, from real heart of Christianity to the heart of Buddhism to the heart of Taoism to the heart of Zen to the heart of everything that's worth a shit on the planet. It's just it's what it's meant by self-actualizing. It's what you become actual. You, before you're artificial, unconscious, you don't know, you're a child, a reptile crawling on your belly. You don't know, you're, you don't know what's going on. And the whole point is to somehow have the lights turn on and resolve all the darkness and all the animalistic qualities you have in us and all the reptilian qualities we have in us and all the other kingdoms we have in us so we can see a bigger picture and then you bring that full circle and when you full circle that, wow, that what is actual comes to light and everything that's actual is actually here and you become part of the actual reality until you are actualized you're just part of the surface orientation of the, what's called the maya. It's called the illusion. It's the noise. And it's, uh, you can just see it with everything. Anybody that, anything, anything that anybody does in that state is, is temporary. It's corporal. It goes away. It's, it's, it becomes disease, decayed. People civil war over it. They fight. They, want it. They, they do all sorts of evil over it. But you go look at anything that is sticky and stays forever, like the heart of, you know, Buddhist thought or the heart of even the old school, you know, Christian philosophical uh, tenets. That shit's here now from 10 to 3,000 years and it'll be here forever. There's pro properties that will 
stick with us forever. Um, and again, if you build things on those principles, you, you, what you build will not go away. But everything you build on bullshit, on artificiality, that's why you know, I kept on talking about like rap music or the rock and roll we grew up with and stuff. It was just bullshit. It was a bunch of whiny, artificial uh, yearnings of, of immature men. And we were immature men at the same time. And we resonated with it. And now as a grown-ass, actualized man, you can look back on that and go, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We're talking about slapping, you know, we were rapping, slapping bitches and, 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 and all of this shit. Because you can think of all of this stuff. And it's nonsense. And it's not that I don't like all that stuff, because I still like that stuff. Right. So it's not knocking that stuff either. It's, it isn't what we needed. It wasn't, wasn't making us more fulfilled men and more you know, uh, providers and that can help people and everything. Again, that's why we're looking at the state of affairs now. It's, as, it's, it's horrible. You know, Man, you did you see the, you see, uh, uh, the deal Jordan Peterson posted about the Psychology Association and what they put out? He's going to get killed. They had, dude, man. He's, <laughs> he's like at war with the Psychology Association. Oh, yeah, and I would be right there with him, dude. Could I'm, someone please explain to me what's going on with Jordan Peterson and the Psychology Association? Well, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not abreast of well, this situation. Well, what's funny is I don't Peterson even know the direct thing, but I've already said it. I've already said it, seen it myself already before. Is because number one, I am beyond the realm of <laughs> thankful that Jordan Peterson is even a, a character caricature out there doing what he's doing because I don't think people even understand that the man is single-handedly through pop media putting a curb on on our potential annihilation from a leftist progressive. Uh, mindset that will and it will absolutely cave everything in that we've ever done because the do-gooder side this is one thing you understand so well so I like Peterson a lot the right conservative side that right aisle uh, that polarity we know it's we know it's bottom it, the bottom is racism and nationalism and psychosis through isol through the separation of isolation nationalism and racism the right has its very apparent uh, bottom. That's the psychosis of the extreme right. The left, under the guise of the service, do-gooder, I'm there for the people. Compassion, this idea of compassion. Compassion can actually, people think it has no ceiling, but it actually does. It can warp right back around. To give you an example, like a grizzly bear mama cub trying to protect her cubs is the most fiercely compassionate person on the planet, being on the planet, you run into a hiker that doesn't mean her any harm, and she doesn't know any better, she'll rip him apart. Compassion can turn violent. And we're seeing this with the progressive left, through the anti-fa, through the occupy, and all of this shit. Compassion will get confused with resentment and poison. And so you have a, you have a, a continual body that's ever progressive of, of micro-individual individualizations whether it's the trans women or it's the, the it doesn't matter what it is, you can name it the one percenters, the occupiers, the blacks, Latinos everybody's got their own subcategory and you can continue that defractualization forever and so the more you do that, the more that body the more that body uh, becomes resentful and it's a mob that wants to destroy the whole infrastructure and that's you know, a lot what Jordan Peterson is defending single fucking handedly Absolutely, single-handedly, right. is the, the 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 idea of the patriarchy and the hierarchy that we have, that is based on capability and not, uh, not you know bullshit like the left wants you to believe, like it's all given to people and it's all corrupt and it's, um, 
you know, all of this and that. Um, and, but what you have with the, the associations with the psych, psychological, psychology departments is a social science. And what's happening is really, really, really fucked up and sick. And I've seen this coming for the last 10, 20 years. It's, it's naturally feminist, fem, feminine based because social science is a feminine, because it's a caring, people oriented uh, field of study and a subject. And so we've overwhelmingly uh, have populated that with female perspectives who just happen to be involuntary, indoctrinated, and installed with separatist feminist schema regime, you know, schemas and downloads and, and ways of thinking and whatever the fuck that they then, then gravitate toward. And so now you have a lot of people who will have all the PFDs, you know, PhDs and everything behind their doctor, this doctor, that, and they'll show you all the social proof they want. But they don't know shit. They won't show their work. They don't. They're they're as blind as anybody else out there. Just the fact bad. they're just as bad as there's like just, racist backwoods. There's just a very lie. there's a handful of, of of psychologists that are actually skilled technicians that should be at the table. It's just like any it's like attorneys any, here. Any attorneys here. There's right. about two attorneys out of the thirty attorneys that right. actually are are there at the table. Doing what Two to three. Yep, the rest are just right. gonna bullshit you to the cows come home yeah. and their various levels of incompetency. Yeah. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what these psychologists do. I've seen them so often, they are, by and large, they're horrible. If you get a good one, <laughs> it's, dude, they're, they're brilliant. I mean, they're, right. they're absolutely so necessary that it's, uh, it's a travesty, but we don't have did them. You, did you get a chance to get oh. the idea of what was happening. Oh, yeah, I got it. Like, so the whole American Psychological Dude. Association so. is trying to basically, like, tell poor guy. to stop, stop treating men like men and boys like boys. <laughs> And okay. Start treating everyone oh, equal. Oh, yeah. So you know I, I, mean? I like, here's well, difference. That's why I went off on that stupid ass bullshit puffing. Again, this is, gets me, and I get into it with my wife about this. What's funny is because my wife is a women's was actually a women's studies major, and she is a perfect example of somebody that was highly indoctrinated into this leftist, progressive, postmodern lifestyle. She's just great enough to be able to to be able to evolve out of that, but still hold some of these things. So she. So I can understand these concepts, and a lot of the concepts that they bring to the table are, are valid and, and, and right. Right. But it's a, a oh Jesus Christ! I totally forgot what the hell it is. I don't know. Here's here was the rabbit hole that I was going down, um, and I'm not sure of the numbers, and this is going to come off as terribly crude and offensive. Um, but I know that the numbers for trans, uh, the numbers of for suicides in the transgender community are high, way higher than they probably should be. I mean, in any community um, that, that deals, with, every community deals with that sort of thing. The numbers are, are way too high. But my question, uh, looking at some of the statistics that they were saying, men are more likely to commit suicide, men are yeah. more likely to commit homicide. My question then so becomes, funny. We just went right um, my question is, is if a transgender woman Male to female commit suicide. Are they recorded then as a male that committed suicide or a female that committed suicide? And at what point do we start applying those statistics uh, to the way that we then treat people? Uh, I, I don't know. I went deep. I went further than I thought I wanted to. But I guess what I'm asking is like... <laughs> i tell you, the first, the first you thing... Got? I'll hit all, all of those things. The first thing is, number one, people... Uh, people in, in America, and in, in, on an individual, individual basis, people need to realize why men are doing this. And why, men, why is there suicides? Why is there suicide against people coming back from the armed forces? Why, why all, of, all of this stuff? Um, and the fact of the matter it is 
because of the narrative. Every single thing that you base your life upon, all modes of well-being, motivation, everything, is predicated on a trajectory basis on your narrative. Where do I see my micro self? Where do I see myself? And then where do I nest within the America is the macro for our for society. Where do I see that in the greater world at large too? Where do I see my place and my trajectory in the world? And so when this narrative, again, the narrative that we were, we were involuntarily uh, installed with, uh, you know, again, the, the American dream, when we find out as men, because sooner or later we find out, we grow up, we stop being Peter Pan's, we grow up and we find out, they, holy shit, they didn't know any better. And not only that, all of this shit I was, I was, I was told isn't true. None of this is true. And so when you, you yank the rug on, from underneath people that trusted their, their, the, 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 the sphere of influence above them, the parents, the relatives, the, the institutions that should basically expand from that, from loving, actualized understanding, that's the way it's supposed to work. This is supposed to work by actualized people having kids and pouring it into the enterprises, but that doesn't happen. We have unactualized people having too many kids with unactualized people who would then have unactualized people, and now we get a mountain of unactualized people that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, especially men. They don't understand what's going on. The people above them that taught them didn't understand, and it goes on up the chain. And so you got billions of men and women, everybody, that don't know what's going on. They don't know how to know what's going on. They, f they know that they don't have the tools, the wherewithal to know what's going on. They, they don't have anybody to, so not only to support them to sh or to show them the way. All they have is everybody around them, everybody's doing like I am, and they want them to be sucked into the misery with them. They want them to be drinking, they want them to be watching television, they want whatever that is that's gonna suck them back into the material matrix of what they think this is all about. <clears throat> so when you're in that, Sooner or later, the bubble will burst, and you'll find yourself at the very edge of meaning, and that's what kills people. That's what, again, what people, it's almost killed me. Almost killed me on a couple different occasions, because, and it killed Anthony Bourdain, it killed Robin Williams, it kills, the more creative and conscientious, the more that you can actually go to those places, because we, everything is predicated and pinned on meaning. And so for me personally, when I found out, stone cold, that everything that I was working for, everything I thought that I was, every desire, everything I was working for, every concept that I knew was meaningless and I would never find any meaning in it. I was I, I'm terrified to death. I wanted to die. I was depressed for a huge amounts of time. It didn't, cause you, and when you get depressed, it, you, it, it's not like what people think. It's not a mood. You, it's like a black hole. It's like a black hole that you can't get out from. That's what, me, that's what the loss of meaning is like. And, you know, the Apostle St. John wrote about, it's called the dark night of the soul. And there's been mystics that have went through that. And that's what, it's the brink of what normally kills people. And that's where, if, if people are on that brink, it's a, it's a good thing if you, don't, if you don't crash the plane into the mountain. Because you're right on the blink of the crossover. If you can, if you can get to that brink, and you, can crawl, and you don't need to be brought to that brink. But most people who are brought to that brink, if you can, this is why, again, I am an advocate for psychedelics. If you can have the courage to push through to the other side, you will get broken apart just like that. And then once you realize that you stop being desperately afraid and clinging to your identity 
and you stop clinging to your body and you stop clinging to your wife and girlfriend or whatever that, whatever that is you're clinging to, when you stop doing that, then that's when, again, the real party can begin, the real journey begins, the re- and it doesn't stop there. I mean, it gets even more complicated and weird and interesting and stuff, but it's like, if you're not, if you're not getting to that point, um, it's just going to be up and down. And so, when, again, this is what I keep talking about, and I'm really wanting to get this into a workshop. It's this up and down moody lifestyle. So when you treat, when, when I want you to do something for me, I'm, we, I feel good. When you withdraw what you do for me, me and you're down. Don't, where it's not, there ain't no love. There's just, what, what do you, you're not doing anything for me. I'm going to go over here and find the person that's going to get me up. And I'm going to continually keep moving trying to find my ups and it's not based on love it's not based on meaning it's not based on support or mutual brotherhood it's based on what are you doing for me and if if you're living in that what are you doing for me you don't see human beings you only see them as threats or opportunities you warp reality to self-suit your appetite and that's what i talk about the trance that's the trance you don't even know any better you will only see people as threats and opportunities and here's the weird thing. I've written so much about this, where it's, it, this is, you know, it's true. And I was writing about this time where I didn't even know it was true. A lot of this stuff is back. For instance, let's say, this is how weird this shit can get. So you have somebody like a, like a, like a, that looks like Adam, for whatever it is, whatever attribute it may be, uh, that you had a bad encounter with that you were, when you were 13 or 8 years old or whatever. Bad encounter. All right. All of a sudden, Adam comes in. Don't know him from Adam. You know. You know. He comes in. Guy looks like. You will start to formulate a negative impression, an already primed a negative impression that will consider Adam a threat without you even knowing it, and you will have a strong proclivity to start building a, a, a false narrative of him to try to help frame that threat, to make it okay with it. So, if let's say if he's really strong or good looking or powerful has more money than you and you are you feel insecure you got to pull him down you will warp reality you will stop you will talk negatively you'll passively unconsciously talk you will try whatever it is to take that character down and when you do that again what, what are you doing you're 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 not seeing your fellow man you're not giving him a fair shake um in fact you're not even getting to that point you're still in the ho- the land of nothing and again that's what I talk about you're not alive when you're like that you're not alive you're dead you're in this like this ether space I know it's a lot a lot of <laughs> there's a lot to digest that's true, there is a there's lot even to more digest. dude I'm telling you there's even way more it's fucking so, crazy which leads me to my next question for you is if someone wants to get more information and, and find out get some, uh, some more of your ideas you talk about your writing where are you blogging yeah. You know, the thing is, I keep saying, it's not my ideas. It has nothing to do with me. It's just any of the good shit that, if, it's, if it comes from me, if it comes from anything else you'll ever see, it's just a portal. It's coming from the same spot, in the same spot that causes you to recognize it to be worthwhile. Otherwise, it would be shit. If I was sitting here saying all these words and, and it was insanity and you didn't register with you, you, you it's, like, it's, it's the person who realize like recognizes it it's them that's doing it so it's like and that's why you want to be you want to put yourself into places that's going to be the to find those potential not just people places and things that are going to generate that generate those potentials in 
in you because that's what, what gets the juices kind of flowing. Um, but really, you know, I, I've been wanting to. It's just so much to it, and, uh, and it's, you know, I've been writing informal about it for so long, and I've never had any agenda, and I've never given a shit, and I've really have let it flow for the sake of, 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 of its own art and trying to capture my own shit. But uh, I've been thinking about putting together something for people, so because there's been enough people that I think that could have voiced that they want something like that, and I think that it, it, if they understand it, it can actually help them to a huge degree. Well, I think it's like if it's written in a language that they understand. I think that's... Yeah, that's see, that's the hard difficulty with me, is that uh, I'm terrible at, uh, at giving it into digestible portions that people are going to be able to assimilate and apply and do things with. I tend to blow their minds to the point where they don't... Uh, it's just uh, not much they can do with it. Or, I talk, or it rambles on. There's just too, too much to where it's difficult for people. Because there's no point in it. Well, I don't know. I think that... I know there are... Like, for me, there are podcasts that, um, that I've listened to that other people have done. And I go back and I listen to them like three or four times just so I can wrap my head around kind of the things that they're saying. And then what does that lead me... You gotta... You gotta what does that lead me to? You gotta... You gotta uh, like rabbit holes. Uh, so rip. if you say... Uh, so if you mentioned self-actualization, then it becomes a matter of uh, what I do with uh, the information uh, that you've given me, some of the things that we've discussed. Um, so are you blogging at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I, I, I do most of the stuff just raw and, and shitty on Facebook uh, just to have a capture, but I've, I've had a blog forever. But I remember... Okay. thought about taking... Well, one of the ideas that I had... Hi, Bill, um, love you. Love you too, Adam. Um, one of the ideas that I had um, for a uh, podcast for you that I want to bounce off you is where people kind of submit questions. Like, uh, I was speaking to someone and they said, well, they, t- they asked you about your thoughts and opinions on, uh, on aliens and the information available. And it was one of the, the, the best conversations that they've had. So why not, uh, you know, sit down and, um, you know, filter through. Let's say we get, you know, there's five questions that people have. I'm sure you, you could probably easily go off on 30 minutes, uh, an easy 30 minutes per, per question. And, you know, and it's enough to go back and, and re-listen to it. Yeah, I usually have something to say about something if somebody's got a question. That, but, you know, a lot of it, too, again, it's uh, all that's entangled. All of it goes together. Every every bit of it. There's nothing, and this is the one thing that's been a uh, one of the issues with uh, our, our school curriculums and how we've grown up. We've grown up in this compartmentalized, fractionalized learning education system that, number one, is not unsustainable and doesn't work, and we can see it... Everything is multidisciplinary and integrated and all entangled. So everything that, whatever question there may be, or whatever, whether it's nutrition or aliens or, or psychology or how to critical thinking skills or, or it, it doesn't geology, history, biology, mushroom. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It's all the same thing. So what is this that you are? Uh... I think there's some live uh, resin. Nice. If you could stay on here. But no, I think I think seriously, I'm going to. Uh, I've been actually thinking about it uh, more so, and even just starting with a, not just an intimate group of friends of maybe about ten or so, 
so I can see if I can package things into a to a to a point that's digestible and start with it in a com a component fashion because it, there's the layers to it. There's things that that you have to understand before you go. Well, yeah, it also opens up a ton of other conversations and it brings. I think we're, we're coming to a place where we're going to need something like a social environment where people can get together and share ideas because uh, that's something that's, that's kind of disappeared. There's um, no question. The fundamental thing that we've grown up with is, is now I went on about this in Legends of Sicily, it's a central fire, is that no matter what it is, and it, it's like a phoenix, it rebirths itself. But the same principles are always the same. That's why, again, like, Jungian archetypes, the basis of psychology. Archetypes are eternal. They're, they're, they're apprehensions of schematic, schema patterns that are eternal. And so, like, seasons are eternal. Uh, spring, fall, summer, winter, you know, things that there's a... Uh, oh, is that Jesus? These things happen. Um, yeah, that's what I forgot. That's what, I forgot. what was the question again? Uh, I, I think it had to do with a, it was a discussion of, of a podcast idea, idea for maybe you perhaps, I don't know if that's something you've thought about. And and how you handle, but but you also discussed uh, you know getting groups of, uh, groups of people together uh, to try and have these uh, sort of discussions, open forums, not necessarily an open forum, but uh, people. No, get it's together. a yeah. With with this, you know what I what I, I want to I'd like to explore and see is I guess, like I I picked up my train of thought a little bit at least uh, is that there's there's it's graduated steps in some of this you know like. You have to, you, you have to have certain realizations in a, in, a, in a kind of almost like a sequence in order to start to uh, come to, I think. And so what I really want to see is that, can I take a random body of people and um, start having them come to a bit? by just understanding and, and the whole my whole premise of everything and this is the premise it's not just me this is this will be the premise for anything that anybody will find in their life everything that's goal is self-evident there's nothing I will say there's nothing anybody will say that will be will be unable to comprehend or beyond anybody or too difficult or too complex or that somebody has something over you that is like the first rule, because everybody um, starts out again when you're when you're in this state. When somebody, what I get all of the time, and I, I and I was actually going to write a post about this today, is when I talk about these things, or if I start really trying to, to talk about it with somebody individually, um, especially like loved ones or other people, they will automatically put me as a threat because they they will say, "Who are you?" You think you're so enlightened. You think you talk. You, you think you know what's going. All of these things. And so, what I what I always have to be careful of because this is the nature of the beast, is that when you start talking about things like this, because it's to me you're dealing with people's identities. Like their whole their whole framework here is that they're always um, fearful, deeply fearful, deeply fearful of change. They're deeply fearful that they're going to get the wool pulled over their eyes again 
um, in all of these things. Um, so it's uh, you, you're already going into the pit with uh, with 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 a lot of unknowns because even despite being plenty good and plenty smart and come from good, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't. All those variables are, are moot. They don't mean anything. Um, it, it's a challenge to get people to 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 really start to understand these principles so they can make use of them because it's not a, I found it's not a matter of intellectually getting it it's a it's a matter of of I don't even I can't even explain it, it I hate to even say the word grace because it sounds so goddamn silly um but it's almost that it's almost like you 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 have to have a shift and a courage to shift and the nature sort of responds to it and that's the kind of the weird irrational thing um is that life and nature in this world will respond to how much you trust it and how much you actually show up and i tell you that's probably been the biggest mind blower for me because i didn't number one i didn't understand a lot of this I, I i know a lot of things but i didn't understand a whole bunch of this shit but what's super self-evident to me especially now is the more that I'm here and present and authentic, the more it opens up. And the more that you, you're playing a game, it knows, it closes off, it ain't gonna give you shit. It's just gonna give you more of the same illusions. And the whole idea of you know, yoga, meditation, doing anything should be to, to get you to be present here, and that's what I'm talking about, the basis of being actualized, is when you're actualized, it's like the real enjoyment can happen, the real fun. Until then, it's just this, you think, you think this is, the, it's a, I call it infatuation. It's the only difference between, it's like some of us that, that found their true love and then haven't met their true love. It's like, you know, you don't know your, 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 your true love until you've met her. You've, you convince yourself your first girlfriend's true love. You've convinced yourself, again, it's a story. I believe it as much as I, I, I believe it at the time that I'm in love. You only learn that it's infatuation, in fixation, infatuation, when you know what real love is. And so it's another part of this whole kind of uh, um, counterintuitive catch-22 thing is people won't realize the worth and value. They won't realize the, 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 the depth and the reward and what it actually is until they experience it. They don't, un they won't, no matter what I could tell you, no matter what I could say, no matter what, it doesn't even matter. You, you, you can't intellectually analog your way to this experience. Um, but it is within the grasp of every human being. That's the point. It is easily within the grasp of every human being. And my thing, which is, again, I, it starts getting a little bit even weirder, and I think um, a, a little bit fantastical, I think, even just in my opinion, is to me, if we don't change enough minds, it's not a matter of is the shit coming. It's coming. There's going to be a reckoning that people won't be able to wrap their minds around. And that's coming. And so if we would have been actualized, again, life does what it's going to. We're right where we're supposed to. But if we would have paid attention to the right things back here, it would have been less. But nobody did. We're here. If we pay attention here, it's going to be bad. But, we're, but things can happen. Nobody's still paying attention. We, as we go, these increments of time get smaller and smaller until they, they pancake where there is no more room. There's no more time. It's all over. And so... To me, and Terrence McKenna is the only other, one of the only people that understand. Uh, there's several people, but he understood it through the psychedelics that 
That's why he was such a proponent. That's why I'm such a proponent. It's the only catalyst I know that can change enough minds quick enough because it's not about changing minds. It's about changing enough minds fast enough because we don't have time. And you're dealing with so many psychologically disturbed people from war-zoned areas and from our own people who aren't being taken care of. And they know they're not being taken care of. And they know they fought for a lie. And when you send people to die, that, uh, that, they, that their heart and soul, they know that's not true, what do you fucking think's going to happen? You know? On that note, I got dad shit. Um, yeah, all right, Martin. <clears throat> thanks a ton for your time. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, overall, thoughts on the uh, on the borderline extreme? Just like I just said, unfortunately, I try to be really gotcha. nice and, and diplomatic about it. Not, unlike Ryan Walker. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. It's it's all the same. It's the only way you the only way you can exalt cannabis is exactly like you all exalt a personality. You shed all the bullshit. And you start with the most organic fundamental ingredients you know, and you grow it to the best of your ability, and you take care of it at every fucking element, and then you distill it into this greatest essence, and you, you're mindful of every single element. If you're not doing that, why fucking bother? Fair you enough. Do something else. But it's like, again, if you, and I understand. I, I say that ideally because we're trying to earn a living. I'm trying yeah. to run a business and stuff, and I'm, and it, you know, you're, you're, you get wrapped up in that, and I—that's what you got to kind of try your best to get out of. And I thought it, the social experience definitely is what what made it worth it for me. So exactly, yeah. exactly. And again, you can look at this any way you want. So it's like when Absolutely. I deliver a, a, a specific point of view, it's just that. It's just that point of view. At you that can have whatever second, fucking yeah. point of view to to uh, you know, see whatever fancy you want. All right, all right. Thanks for checking this out, uh, and uh, stay classy. <laughs> Are you right. out of here? Do you need uh, I am. I'm getting right. ready to go out. If you're interested in checking out uh, any of Red Run Cannabis Company's yeah. uh, stuff, be sure to check them out. Well, it, pretty much everywhere. You can go online. Send in Google. Just go to Google, punch in Red Run Cannabis Company, and, and get all the information you need. And be sure to check out AKCBD Made in Kenai. Remember that. Make, made locally. So... That's what's cool. It's not well, that too. It's like, you know, it's like one of these things that, uh, you know, I'm glad really Ryan's into this too. It's like what I've done forever. It's when you start really wanting to live a healthy lifestyle and you start be like, I'm talking about being mindful of everything and I get weird with it. So it uh, becomes also to the point of fixation, which you got to be careful about, is you start sourcing everything and you want to know. I want to know the quality. I want to, to find uh, somebody that cares about a specific uh, quality and, um, you know, like, that's what we've done with a lot of, uh, you know, nutritional uh, items and things, you know, like, you know, say, for instance, grass-fed meats from U.S. Wellness Meats and such. It takes a while to find some good grass-quality meat and such and find that source, you know, CBD isolate. You can find 10,000 CBD isolates, and you'll find 10,000 people trying to cut corners, and there'll be 10,000 spins on some sort of fantastical, unscientific, uncorrelated in any sort of way hype about what it does you know you'll get all of that shit and so you know for us we just want the fundamentals so we can experiment and explore to see you know what it's actually doing there's good, super good information out there but you you, you got to try to find cut through all the bullshit and find you know what is the what are the critical elements and where can i act where can i verify that myself you know and that's what we're able to do with that that source it's a uh, you know um 
critically tested. It's done in a way that you can actually check up yourself. Um, and uh, it's all organic and it's all done to the highest degree possible. And again, you, you, you short of driving there and watching it yourself, um, you know, that all of those are meeting those criteria for a, a top-notch kind of product to start exploring with. Um, and then, you know, we can then add our own uh, ingredients together and create products that we know what the ingredients are. Because, again, half the time, and that's where they had it with the CBD, and they're still having this issue, they had it in Texas and, and all over the place in lower 48, is because they want to trigger effect. Again, that's why mint and shits and, and toothpaste, the toothpaste ain't helping your teeth clean, it just gives you the feeling. That's how the toothpaste got went skyrocketed is because they figured out how to create a feeling in your mouth. That's all, and you know, that's all, have to have it. that's all that people are trying, exactly, it's a daily thing. So the same thing that people are trying to do with CBD products, they're putting a Fedra or they're put, cutting it with some other, you know, a, a nasty, shitty uh, substance that was going to give them a, a, an effect, you know. Or mm -hmm. true. Um, and some was really bad. And so you'll see that, you know, at least some of the products even we carry here, like the hemp bomb, does a pretty good job of mixing up um, good quality ingredients, but that's why we wanted to be able to take it in our hands and start making products that we will use yeah. and explore with that we just know what the building blocks are rather than, because you don't want this shit in your body. Well, yeah, it's sort of like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the base is for your meal, whether it's the meat or whether it's the vegetable, whatever that base is, uh, and then building from there. So well, it's, it's a big thing, I'll tell you, the other thing that it goes into, is, like I said, all this shit's entangled, is it once you understand this is a part of the stuff that I want to talk about? It's like another Russell, but segmented. This is kind of a, a little more advanced part of the of the would be a workshop. Is and you can look at start looking up yourself yourself. Uh, Bruce Lipton and there's other scientists who um, have have uh, basically covered some of this on the nature of epigenetics and what we do when we're eating things and hold things in our mind and our bloodstream is our culture. That's the language that our, gets the body to do what we do. So when you're putting shit in your body, people gotta stop thinking it's not just carbohydrates and fats and, and, and um, protein, the building blocks and stuff, or this or that. It is the signals you're giving through your bloodstream to all of your cells. And so when you're putting sh things that our bodies haven't involved with, toxins or, or ACE-K or a bunch of shit that we're not meant to, our systems aren't meant to process, it signals all the wrong things to our, all of our cells. It, it misforms our proteins. Our proteins collect in our cells. We don't go through long periods of time where our bodies get scavenged the proteins like we did when our caveman days. Bodies clear, clag up with shit, and we die. All diseases, this is what it's from. So it's like another big part of this is understanding how, how our bodies work as a meta system. And so, you know, it's a signaling system. And again, I think if people understand that, you start to maybe think about what you're putting on your body or your skin because it really is signaling to every cell in your body to, to do something inappropriate. And so, you know, you, you, you uh, obviously want that not to happen. For sure. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, right on. Have a great weekend. Go on forever, right on. Yeah.